For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. All right, on today's show, is Twitter going to become TwitTalk? Also, if you've been curious about audio on Twitter but haven't jumped in, some new features that might make you take the leap. They're doing some really interesting things with this and new scheduling tools that I think will be a big time saver, but also a great repurposing tool across platforms. All kinds of updates with Twitter. We're going to tell you about each and every one today. My name is Jerry Potter. Yes, it rhymes with the boy wizard. Host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. Where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show. Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. Today, I am joined by Madeline Sklar, and Madeline is a Twitter marketing expert, coach, and consultant. She's also the host of the All Things Audio podcast and the Twitter Smarter Twitter Chat Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Hey, Jerry. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here and talk about all things Twitter. Yeah, so I love these updates because we never know which one is going to be the one that makes a big impact for our business or for our clients' business. And not surprising, Twitter is obviously leaning further into video. So what is this latest update with video on Twitter? Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, videos are such a big part of our conversations on social media, and Twitter is just trying to make it easier than ever to discover and view them on the platform. So they're rolling out two new updates into the mobile app. The first one is called Immersive Viewing, and right now it's on iOS. When you tap on a video in the timeline, it will open it up full screen, which is pretty darn cool. You can also swipe up to keep discovering more content. I noticed it a few days ago in my feed, and I have to say, is really neat. It feels a lot like you're surfing TikTok, which I find very interesting, Twitter doing that. Hopefully, it's going to come out to Android users soon. But if you're on iOS right now, you'll know if you have it. The second update is recommended video content is in a carousel type of format that's located in the Explore tab. When you're on your mobile device, there is a new section in there called Videos for You so that you can more easily find videos of interest alongside things that are trending. This is available for some iOS and Android users right now, but there's no word yet on when there will be a wider rollout. I do have both of these, and it is really nice being able to see video take a bigger stage on Twitter because we just don't think of videos on Twitter. We think of it for TikTok. We think of it for Instagram. So I'm really excited. I think other marketers will be as well. Yeah, we were kind of calling it TwitTalk. 
the way that they're doing it. And it's not surprising at all. The thing that surprised me, I guess, the most from a user experience standpoint is once somebody does click into one of those immersive full screen videos, then it's more videos, right? It, the default behavior is not back to the traditional Twitter feed, but instead to go in and watch more videos. Absolutely. And you can easily go back out if you want to get back into the feed, but they make it really a nice experience. So I think users will be pleasantly surprised once they start using it. So some really interesting updates to the audio part of Twitter, which uh, we definitely want to talk about. But if you have ever wished you had a crystal ball to accurately identify and track marketing trends, obviously the social media marketing is always changing or we wouldn't have this show here, but the Social Media Marketing Society empowers members to spark connections, drive revenue, and stay on top of everything social. I'm in there, lots of other very, very talented marketers, and you can be in there as well. Join today. You'll never have to ask, am I doing this right again? And you can go to socialmediasociety.info, socialmediasociety.info to get started with that. So audio is, I know, your jam, and it is becoming bigger and bigger on Twitter. Tell us about some of these latest updates with audio on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's been testing this new audio tab that's incorporating podcasts with spaces. Right now, is available for iOS and Android subscribers to Twitter Blue, although I know some people who have it and they're not part of Twitter Blue. So I'm a little confused when Twitter says only Twitter Blue subscribers have it. But in this tab, you're able to listen to some popular podcasts and spaces that are also like the bigger names like New York Times, things like that, that are covering today's news. And there's also like a daily digest section of spaces featuring hosts and speakers that you follow on Twitter, which I think is really interesting because they're trying to curate something more in line with because you're following these people, whether they're speaking or hosting. Sometimes they're live, sometimes they're recorded and it's just a replay. Also, what's interesting, there's a variety of these themed audio stations, and they're based on topics you follow. You know, there is a topic section in Twitter, and you can pick and choose different topics to help enhance your feed. It's also being used for this as well. So if you've not used the topics feature, I definitely recommend going into that. Whether you're on mobile or desktop, you'll see it in your sidebar menu. Now, what this is doing is giving you a more personalized selection of audio and topics that are, are of interest to you when you are in this new tab. The only drawback I have found with it is there's no way to do a search. With the Spaces tab currently, for those who still have it, you can go in there and do a search, you can go find, there's so much discoverability. Now with this new audio tab, is extremely limited. It's really the algorithm choosing what comes up for you. So if you're having a hard time finding content in Twitter spaces, there's a free website I recommend that I've been using quite a bit. It's called spaces-dashboard.com. Really easy to remember. I'm really excited about this audio part, and especially as they've really leaned into podcasts the last few months. Because if you looked at all the social networks, Twitter to me seems like the best alignment with podcasting in general, not only because there's so many news podcasts and Twitter is obviously great for breaking news and things like that, but Facebook obviously said, oh yeah, yeah, we're all in on podcasts. And they said, never mind, they're gone, you know, see you later. But Twitter, just even from the user side, you know, using Twitter has always been something where we can dual screen while we watch TV or something else. And the same thing while we listen to a podcast where some of the other platforms, it's kind of been like, oh yeah, listen to this podcast. Oh, now you're not consuming anymore and you're not seeing our ads. So I really think this is a neat opportunity for Twitter, but also for podcasters to get on there and do more with that. 
I agree. One drawback, though, I wish that when we are consuming podcasts in this new audio tab, that there's a way to subscribe to it somehow. I think it's just bringing in a feed, a podcast feed, and you can just listen to an episode. But like, if I want to hear more episodes from this podcaster, I'd actually have to go out and go to like whatever podcast tool I use and go look them up. But I think they're still testing this. So there's definitely room for improvement with it. Yeah, more can come with 2.0 because the vision on Facebook was listeners could say, oh, I love this clip and then they could share it. And from the podcasting marketing side, that would be the dream, right? And so I could see Twitter definitely moving forward with that, which would be cool. And one of the struggles with Twitter has been if you use Twitter spaces, which you do, obviously, is previously you could only schedule one at a time. And so for people that like to batch or promote or plan ahead, it was really was kind of a super sore point. So how have they expanded this now so we can actually be planning further ahead with Twitter spaces? They have finally allowed us spaces, especially people like me that are hosting three different rooms every single week to do more in advance. So we can schedule up to 10 spaces up to a 30-day period in advance. So this is great news for people that are hosting that don't want to just have to do it one at a time. What was really frustrating for me, Jerry, is that I would host a room and then a few days later, I have my next one. I'd have to wait till my room ended in spaces as soon as it was over. Then I could go back into the mobile app, schedule the next room and only have a few days to promote that link. So this has eliminated that finally, we can all rejoice that we can (laughs) schedule a whole bunch of rooms at once and keep a schedule intact that we can share. As a marketer, that's huge news because now I can take these links and have something that's a week or two away and promote it right now. So big news, super exciting. Especially, yeah, for a longer form piece of content like you might be discussing in spaces. And do you know, is there a limit on how far apart they could be? Like, could I schedule 10 in a day if I was feeling insane? I don't see why not. They just say up to 30 days in advance. So that's the limitation. I haven't tried doing that. Maybe that'd be a good little test to do. (laughs) You got me thinking now, Jerry. Well, I was just thinking if you were going to do like a multi-part workshop, you know, and so you did it the first part at 8 a.m. and then gave people a chance to catch up or consume and or do some work and then come back or something along those lines. So, right. and then honestly, this next story, I was like, you know, do we need to talk about this? And Madeline said, no, 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 you don't understand. This is a big deal for people that use Twitter spaces. So share this update that had everybody so excited on your last Twitter spaces. Yeah, just this week, Twitter made an update to Twitter spaces with the reaction emojis. So they added new ones for both iOS and Android. There are now 10 to choose from before we were a little limited with how many we had. So when you're listening or speaking in a space, you have that ability to share a reaction to the conversation by tapping on an emoji that pops up for a few seconds. So many of us are excited that they brought the 100 emoji (laughs) back. If you were in the early days of spaces, you know that was the most popular emoji. And I mean, it was used constantly by everybody, me included. And then at one point, Twitter removed it. And we're not sure why. So they brought it back this week. So many of us are delighted and excited. Also knew there's a thumbs up, a thumbs down. They brought the raised fist back. So in addition to some of the others with the cry and the laugh and the heart, if you like being in Twitter spaces and you remember that 100 emoji, it's pretty exciting news that it came back. And I'm, you know, sort of laughing at you and this a little bit, but at the same time, if I think of it as though, you know, when you've got a community and you've got a culture and certain words that you can use, and then all of a sudden somebody came in and said, you're not allowed to say that word anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, then you're like, what do I say instead? So I get it. Exactly. 
you really hit it on the head there because yeah, when they took it away, many of us were like, what do I press now? I mean, we still had choices, but like, it was something about that 100 and the heart just wasn't the right replacement. <laughs> now they left the heart. So now we have the choice harder or the 100. I have to say, maybe I'm just a little geeky, but when I was co-hosting <laughs> one of my rooms this week, it came back and then all of us in this room just went crazy and we're all doing that 100. I wish somebody had done like a video screen share of it while we were doing it because that 100 emoji from everybody in the room was just going off insanely because we were that excited. Make up for lost time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what we did. So let's talk about Twitter Circle, which is now rolled out globally. First, remind people, because there's obviously so many terms and so many changes, what is Twitter Circle? And then what are the applications from a marketing standpoint? Yeah, so Twitter Circle is a way for you to tweet to a smaller group rather than to everyone. You, you can think of it like a group of friends that you text together or a group DM, something like that. They're the only ones that are going to see this, not the public. So Twitter Circle gives you that flexibility to choose who can see and engage with their content on that tweet-by-tweet -tweet basis. They started testing this back in May. They got really great positive reviews. So now they've rolled it out to everyone globally on iOS, Android, as well as on desktop at twitter.com. You'll see it over in your navigation. And when you go to set this up, you're allowed to choose up to 150 people into your circle and you can adjust it at any time. And the thing to keep in mind is that nobody's ever notified of any changes you make into that circle. So you don't have to worry about removing someone <laughs> and them finding out, right? Just like when you mute or block someone, they don't get a notification. So that's nice to know. Tweets that are sent to your circle will appear with this green badge underneath. So it really does stand out from the public tweets and they can only be seen by those that you add to the circle. These tweets cannot be retweeted or shared and all replies to these tweets are private because it is part of the circle. And Twitter has found that this circle has allowed some users to just feel more comfortable yeah. tweeting and expressing themselves. And some people have said it eliminated the need for a secondary account. I know me, as well as lots of other mm. marketers, you know, we would have these extra accounts. So why not need that anymore by utilizing circle? So it's definitely worth trying out. And I don't know this. Can you have more than one circle or is it just one? It's just one. Okay. It's just one per account up to 150 people in your circle. It's been rolled out globally now, so everyone should see this in their navigation. Okay, because I was just thinking if you could have them around different you know, topics, for example, subject matter, different things right. like that. So yeah, but still a great tool to have for sure. And then they've also added some more things to the Twitter toolbox that kind of makes scheduling a certain kind of post a little bit easier, which I think not only has, you know, time-saving implications, but repurposing implications too. But first, tell us about what these are. Yeah, so earlier this year, Twitter launched this new toolbox hub of recommended third-party tools and apps that basically help you with curation, moderation, and analytics. And they did this to help users maximize their Twitter marketing and growth process on the platform. They've broken it down into these three categories. They call it expression, safety, and measurement. So when you're looking at expression, there's these apps like Chur and ThreadReader, which these two apps are for doing Twitter threads. They got Buffer, which everybody's very familiar with. It's a popular scheduling tool for safety. They have Block Party and Bodyguard that helps you with trolls and moderation. And then for measurement, it is Elo, Blackmagic, Diarcon, Follower Wonk, and Tweeps Map. And these are just really popular analytics tools. So what Twitter decided to do was add two more tools 
and it's called Thread Start and Typefully. And I think they're adding these additional tools because Twitter threads are so popular on Twitter right now. We're seeing so many people. I'm seeing lots of marketers going this route. Thread Start is for reading and sharing threads. And Typefully is for writing and scheduling threads. I've been using Typefully for the past two months and absolutely love it. It's been helping me with putting together my threads and scheduling them. If you're into creating Twitter threads, a tool like that can really save you a lot of time. And just the fact that you can be scheduling so you don't have to do it live. That was one of my frustrations as a marketer. I like to be able to schedule things. I don't want to have to necessarily do something in real time. And that was how I was having to do Twitter threads. So these tools are what Twitter recommends. They've been vetted. They meet their quality and safety standards. So by going to this toolbox, you can be assured that these are tools that they recommend themselves. They're not integrated into Twitter. They're separate tools, standalone tools that work well on Twitter. And they're not going to get your account banned or flagged or anything like that, which is nice to have that stamp of approval. And yeah, as you said, it's a huge time saver. And I'm a big believer in creating content for each platform that performs well on each platform. But I'm always also looking for any of these kind of shortcuts. And the thing I liked about the ability to schedule these threads is sometimes when you write those, that could also be an incredible carousel post on Instagram or other platforms where you have kind of those chunks. And so if you're already creating carousels, well, now maybe you can do this or vice versa. I agree 100% for sure. Yeah, which I really like. So, and then uh, Twitter tiles was the next thing that they were talking about. And I know this is just kind of barely out there, but I do think long-term, this has some great opportunities for marketers, but I'm curious if there's things we kind of need to do to to prepare for it. But first explain what Twitter tiles are, because I know you said you've seen them on the platform. I've seen them. Yeah, it's this new thing they're testing right now. So it's very early stages. But they're formats designed for users to easily engage with content and make the timeline more dynamic and visual. So they're saying that this could be text, images, and even videos. But what they're doing right now is testing it with three large publications. It's the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and The Guardian. And they're saying right now only a select group of users on Twitter will see it. But I noticed it a few days ago. So when I'm on any of these three profiles, whether I view them directly or just see them in my feed, the image card for the articles are much more prominent in the tweet and way more visually appealing. So I think this is going to be great for marketers if it moves forward, because like right now, just three large publications, that's it. They say it's being tested on iOS and web right now. So you'll know if you have it because it looks really different. Yeah, it's definitely a big change. And I'm curious, and it may be way too early to even know this, but if this did roll out, then are there things that marketers will need to do to enhance their blogs, do you think, so that they'll show up better or the content that they're linking to so it will show up better on Twitter? It's just to make it stand out more on Twitter. It really shows more in the feed. Like when I first saw it just in the feed while surfing, I was like, oh, this looks different. It's new. Yeah, yeah, it's new. It was more prominent. It looked more visually appealing. But it's not anything different I think they're doing in their article or blog post. And because it's just these three huge publications, I imagine if they continue to roll this out, they'll first go to their larger advertisers next. So for any of the listeners here, if you're advertising on Twitter with a large 
group, then you, you might be next in line. It will be nice if it does make its way down to everybody because it is more visually appealing. And this is just with links to articles, websites, blogs, you know, they're saying it could also be for videos that like they're saying it could be for other things, yeah. but they're calling it tiles, right? Okay, now. that's why I was curious, because if we go back, the link preview is called a web card on Twitter. Yes, when you link to a URL in a tweet, and you don't upload an image, what you're seeing is that web card, which is taking the image automatically from that article. And then that first little bit of text as a description, which has been really nice, because it means you don't have to upload an image and not every Everyone takes the time to like go grab that image. They just want to tweet real fast. Yeah. And it does look visually appealing like this, but now this is taking it to a whole different direction. Okay. And that's why I was wondering if, and maybe in the future, there will be ways we can optimize our blogs to right. make sure the right image shows up or the right video preview, but definitely interesting to see exactly. where they're going to go with this. And editing tweets is rolling out. And so not for everybody, obviously you have it. So who can edit their tweets and who can't? Yeah, is brand new, is just now being rolled out and tested with Twitter Blue subscribers in the US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. So, you know, Twitter Blue, if you're not familiar, that's that subscription service Twitter started a while back. It's really been for mostly power users on Twitter. You pay a small monthly fee and you get all these extra features. We did have an undo feature, which was the closest thing to an edit button. And it was good for typos and stuff, but this whole thing is like so much better. I think I had my pros and cons. I wasn't sure if I was going to really embrace this, but I did just get it yesterday. I was right in the middle of hosting my Twitter Smarter Chat. We had like 15 minutes to go and all of a sudden a thing popped up in my feed that said, I can now edit my tweet. <laughs> You'll know if you have it, if you are a Twitter Blue subscriber, because you're going to get this box that pops up, whether you're on desktop or mobile. It first happened to me on desktop and then a few hours later on mobile. But on desktop, it popped up and said, you're allowed to edit this tweet up to five times in, in a 30-minute period. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. I think five times is a little much. I don't think it really needs to be edited that many times, but I like that there is a short window, 30 minute period. And what's interesting is this edit history is available to anyone who wants to see that evolution of the tweet. So if you're making multiple edits, everybody's gonna now notice this in your feed and when you're surfing around, you'll see a little pencil icon on a tweet in your feed or if you're on somebody's profile, when you're just surfing around at tweets, you want to click on that little pencil icon and it's going to show you that history of the tweet so you can see what was the original and if there were any other iterations of that tweet is right next to the timestamp and I was concerned if Twitter would have this really stand out I was worried that people weren't going to know what to do and how to see if the tweet was edited but now that I have it and now that I see a lot of people using it is super obvious. I don't think you could really miss it. Now, the one thing to keep in mind is that Twitter is not going to let you edit replies, retweets, and polls. And I think that makes perfect sense. It's really for just when you're putting out a tweet. And I have to say, I was doing a tweet yesterday. I did a typo. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I have the edit. So I went and did the edit. <laughs> I was going to ask you how many times you've used it in the first 24 hours. And I still had a typo. <laughs> I still had another time. Now, normally I would just hit delete and start over. That's what we would all right. do, right? So I went in that third time and I'm like, okay, let me make sure I slowly fix this so there's no more typos. But people would be able to see every version of that. And I'm really applauding Twitter 
for coming up with a way to do this that I think is the right way. I think a 30 minute period or even less, I don't even know if 30 minutes is necessary, but a short window, I think really two or three edit. I'm surprised with the five, Yeah. but I think marketers are going to really like this ability to fix a quick typo, or maybe you realize you forgot to upload an image or you just didn't do something right. And you don't want to have to delete. You don't want to start over. You can just do that quick fix. So there's some big news coming out of Twitter. And I'm sure as these next few months come and you know, we'll hear more and more people using it and hear more pros and cons. And I agree. They did it right ethically where it's like, hey, you can't edit this forever. You can't go viral with a puppy's tweet and then come back and change it to something hateful right. or whatever. But as one of those odd people who gets visibly uncomfortable when I see typos. And so I don't like making them and I absolutely do make them. I kind of wanted to be like, can we just hide all of my mistakes, please? But it's good that they have it there. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I agree with you hundred percent. So just a quick reminder, you can join the social media marketing society today by going to socialmediasociety.info. Madeline, where can we discover more about you? Well, Twitter would be a great place to reach out to me at Madeline Sklar or through my website, MadelineSklar.com. And I'm going to spell your name just for people listening because it is unique. M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup, two for you to check out. One, the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Crypto Business Podcast, both hosted by Michael Stelzner. You can find them in your favorite podcast player. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks for being here. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.